Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We'll start taking some phone calls today on a victory Monday where the Kansas City Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champs. Just keep on saying that, man. Yeah, you don't really get tired of it. I think, like, because that was a question that everyone wants to ask, like, oh, are you you're tired of being here? That was the old radio row line from everybody. Like, hell no. <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't want to keep doing this? Who wouldn't want to keep showing up on a Monday when the Chiefs are now back-to-back Super Bowl champions. They'll have a chance next year to be the first one ever to go back-to-back-to-back. They got the greatest quarterback on the planet. They trailed by 10 for the third time in a Super Bowl in which they won. They played a bad half of football. It didn't matter. They were better coached again because, I mean, we can get to the late-game scenario stuff. Oh, yes. They got the better quarterback. That was always obvious for the rest of us. And they made the more important plays... As time got closer to that moment, look, it was it was an awesome time being in the building. I'm not going to pretend that that wasn't. I'm very tired today, although I feel good now that we've started talking on the air again. I'm getting a little dozy on the drive in, but I'm feeling good because the Chiefs are champions again. It's so silly. Yeah, you got to be you got to be right on adrenaline. You're right. The, the building last night was incredible. It was a 49ers, a pro 49ers crowd, and there was nothing sure. better than the moment. You heard the final call from Mitch, but the moment where the Chiefs walk it off and in that fashion. And there was a little bit of quietness for like, I don't know, like a half second because the 49ers fans realized that they had just, they had just lost the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And, and you, you hear the roar. There's nothing. If you've gone to a road Chiefs game or really, uh, if you, well, heck, if you've been at Arrowhead and, and when, when the Chiefs have lost before, that quietness for a brief second and all you hear is the roar from one sideline as they run out to the field to celebrate. This was like times a thousand. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then, of course, after that, when Niners fans left, it was just a party and Chiefs fans, and it was it was a great atmosphere. Like the the entire setup was was terrific, and we can put a historical context into the game itself later on in the show if we want. Other than the obvious, which is dynasty, but where does that one just stack up in NFL history? Because from a game perspective, holy cow, one of man. the greatest I ever. Mean, that's a, a walk off overtime win in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's so fun. And it's McCall Hartman <laughs> catching the touchdown. The two. Touchdown passes were to MVS and McCall Hartman, which again oh, man. is just part of this story. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an all it was an all time Super Bowl. Um, it was an all time Super Bowl. You and I, and look, we're not. I'll be honest. Golden I <clears throat> are not the most professional people in the press box. Okay, <laughs> look, do we like completely let it go? No, but do we like? jab each other, nudge each other, laugh audibly sometimes over the things that are occurring? Yes. Yes, we do. There was only one time in that game where I truly thought maybe I questioned it for a moment, Gold, where I'm like, hey, 
is this going to happen? Is it going to stay the same? Are they going to be able to do this? And that was right after Mahomes threw that pick in the second half. I found myself doubting for just a second. I don't know about you, but for just a minute, I was like, oh, man, they're pressing. This was their moment to just get even and wash this thing away. And instead, Mahomes threw a pick. And then they kept going. Like, they just kept trading back and forth at 10 to 3 because the defense stepped up over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And then once Mahomes found it, it was over. He scored on his final six drives of the game, including going all the way down the field for the game-winning touchdown in overtime as time was expiring but not expiring. But it does still add to the story a little bit. You and I both know that they could have continued playing beyond those three seconds ticking away, which, I, by the way, we covered this for a living. I was not 100% that was the rule. We had to look it up while being there. So I would not be surprised if most people were like us, Gold, and for a brief moment, admit it to me. Let me know, 913-586-7610. You were screaming at your TV, weren't you? You were like, what are you doing? Time's ticking away. <laughs> Multiple texts from people and talking to some people after the fact. The reason why you and I found out during the game is because we started joking even at eight or nine minutes left in overtime with yeah, the way the Niners sure. drive was going. We're like, are they going to milk like a ton of clock? And, and we're like, oh, they got plenty of time. And then we, we started looking into it. We, we did a quick search. We're like, no, actually, this is how the possession works. Like they, they could take 12 minutes. It doesn't matter. They get to finish out the possession. But I know for a fact, yes, I had multiple family members that were screaming at their television with three seconds prior to three seconds to go as if the Chiefs didn't know what they were doing time wise. Fortunately, they did. And I guess the broadcast at, at one point in time. Uh, did mention it, but everybody was probably screaming and with their f- family, friends, whatever, that they maybe didn't hear Romo even explain that whole rule. So, yeah, the, the, the game, if the clock expired, would have continued. But that just adds to it. Like that, that, that whole sequence, I think, is something that everybody that was watching on TV probably can relate to. And I, I can't wait to go back and watch the game on TV. It's one of the things like you're there and you miss some things and all. I can't wait to have a chance to sit back and and watch that, uh, and I'll, pro- I'll probably do that tonight, frankly. Uh, Wait, tonight? Yeah. I'll, I will be laying in bed by 8 o'clock tonight, um, but I will have I will watch the game, and then I'll fall asleep and get the best <sighs> sleep we've had in, in, a, in a week or so. I don't know that I got that in me. I don't know if I no? got watching the whole – dude, I, I mean, I don't think you slept um, but more than 10 or 15 minutes. I don't know. Maybe it was 20. Uh, I'm on zero. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I can get through four hours of this, as you can tell, just based on that. But <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's hard to say for sure that won't happen. I'm just saying like that, you know, I might have to lay low tonight, watch it Tuesday night before the parade on Wednesday, which, of course, is happening again. But think about this run this team went on. I'm not, not talking about the last couple of years. We'll get to Dynasty. But this season, and I, and the players echoed this and we'll hear from them throughout the show today, whether it was, yeah, in, the lock- whether it was in the locker room. Uh, and you should check out our 610 social media accounts if you want some behind-the-scenes look at, at, at the locker room. Travis Kelsey popping champagne. Uh, you were talking to Creed Humphrey. Like, it was just a really cool scene. We can, we can get into that as well. We got a lot to, to discuss, of course. But this team this year, whether it was Christmas Day in rock bottom, losing the, to the... Las Vegas Raiders, Peter King had a piece today in in which Andy Reid said that he actually texted Antonio Pierce thanking him for the ass kicking essentially on Christmas Day that it was a little bit of a wake-up call for that team. And and they played like it was a wake-up call the next week when they took on Cincinnati. And And he thanked them for that. But whether it was that game, the Eagles game, all the ups and downs, and then to have the toughest path to get to the Super Bowl and then to win the Super Bowl, 
makes it even more special this particular season. The the opponents the Chiefs faced were top four in offense based off of DVOA this year. Yeah. From a points perspective, they were second, third, fourth, and sixth. And the Chiefs held them to 15.8 points per game. I believe combined it was like 63 or 66 points. Roughly, yeah. right? I think it comes out to that, right? So like, think about that. A full half this, of what they're used to yes. scoring as a unit. This defense, once again, you said it a few minutes ago, It when it matters most in the second half, Steve Spagnolo continues to be the best at adjustments. Plain and simple. Nick Bolton, Justin Reed talked after the game that they're, you know, they had the extended halftime because Usher was performing. Great show, by the way. And uh, we were enjoying ourselves up in the press box a little bit. Now, we weren't standing like others, but uh, we, hey, you did, know we, we had a good time. One person uh, finally humanized themselves. Oh. Yeah. Mike Florio was bobbing yeah, a little he bit. Was, he, he, was, was. he was bobbing his head. He was. He, was, he stood up. He was, he was a little bob. He was yeah. getting into it a little bit. That oh, was the first wow. time I saw him well, act well, like a person. Because who couldn't bob their head It was <laughs> hit after and, hit. Oh, Usher, dude, hit after hit. So, not just well, Usher. It was like, that was, for like someone my age, that was yeah. all of like my middle school, early high school music Shoved into one Luda. I mean, the whole yeah, we, grouping. We can talk more about that uh, mm. a little bit later. But it, yeah, it was it was an incredible the light the light display and everything that they had at the stadium was was really really cool. Back to why I brought up the halftime show though was just the, the idea that they had yes. a longer halftime. Nick Bolton, Justin Reed mentioned that there were some things they hadn't even run all year defensively. Some looks and credit Steve Spagnuolo when it when it mattered in the fourth quarter and in overtime they showed the Niners a couple things they had not seen on film the intent and used it all year and they had that like the the willingness to do that the trust. From Spagnola to do it, and and the ability to execute from specifically some guys in the secondary, I think continues to speak volumes about how dominant this defense was. You and I wondered last week on Thursday and Friday when we were in Vegas on Radio Row, we were asking the historical context of this defense and this ride. Will they get their respect or not? Well, I, I mean, come on now, they actually accomplished the task, winning a championship, and we just went through the points per game and and what they gave up or didn't give up, I should say to these top-tier offenses throughout the ride, they hopefully are going to now get their historical credit that they should based off of what this defense was throughout the whole year, not just for five weeks, yeah. the entire season. Look, they I've told you, they're one of, they should be discussed like those other defenses that are like all-time great defenses that won titles. They won't because Patrick Mahomes exists. They won't because Andy Reid exists. You got to get so far down the list before they will get their proper credit. And look, lots of players who they just saw something on tape and used more like Leo Chanel stepped up, but Spags like two plays stand out in particular. Like, Hey, Spags moment. There are tons, right? There's lots more than just the two, the two that absolutely were massive in the moment were a zero blitz from the five yard line in the red zone, something they had never done that eventually led to a field goal for the 49ers and another blitz on third and four with the game on the line. Let's be very clear here. Gold, you and I were sitting next to each other. That was game on the line. They get a first down there. Game kind of over. Yeah, they would keep the field goal with 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah, I mean, not 0%. Mahomes exist, I understand. But that was game on the line. Perfectly executed. Perfectly timed blitz that eventually led to getting the ball back. And look, it, a lot of this feels good because, like you said, we don't have to... We don't have to Screw around with, who oh, are they, a dynasty? You and I have gone into that debate. Other people have too. It's done. It's a dynasty. They'll have a chance to be the only team ever to go back to back to back. But they've won three Super Bowls in five years. Patrick Mahomes is on this absolutely historical pace. And I've never seen a team win at this level this early on. The only comp 
and if, if there is one at all, the only comp that exists would be the Patriots during that run. And even still, when you look at statistically what he's doing, I mean, Mahomes and the defense and this run and Andy Reid. I mean, the dynasty part is big. I've told you that. The one reason why I thought the Chiefs might have had real pressure on them was completing that means something. Because we mentioned, like, it doesn't matter whether we were alive or not. You know about the 60s Dolphins, the 70s Steelers, the 80s 49ers. You were born in the 90s. You are aware of the 80s 49ers because they were a dynasty. You were four when the (laughs) Cowboys were a dynasty. But you know about it because they're a dynasty. The Chiefs get to put themselves in that book forever. No one gets to take it away no matter what happens after this. Dynasty cemented forever. That's exactly right. There's there's no going away from that. They're even the biggest doubter and hater of Kansas City, of, of the Kansas City Chiefs, cannot question what this group in this current era of Chiefs football has accomplished. Plain and simple. There's a lot of people that did already believe they were a dynasty to begin with. For sure. But this, this leaves zero doubt whatsoever with where they're at. Now the question will just be to what extent can they extend the dynasty, but they are a dynasty and you're right. It's not just the NFL presence. And you referenced the Cowboys, the Niners, uh, obviously what the Patriots did, but it's knowing that you have faces of the league in sports period, talking about Patrick Mahomes in particular, this franchise now, depending on what the next couple of years also looks like has a chance to put themselves in the greatest dynasties in sports history. We're talking about the you know the NBA Chicago Bulls, obviously the, the Golden State Warriors, and, and it's not just an NFL context anymore. They've, they've, they're already cemented NFL-wise. They've got a chance uh, to put themselves in the great dynasties in sports history, period. Remember, Patrick Mahomes, 28 years yeah. old. Andy Reid's not going anywhere anytime soon, despite what, what others had suggested for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. They both said it again last night. They did. It's the dumbest. They're, they're not going anywhere. Hey, Travis, are you coming anywhere. back next year? Yeah, I want to go for three. Yeah, they're they're going for the three, Pete. Uh, they are going to still be everybody's biggest pain in the ass going forward. And this was the year where they were most vulnerable. We heard that all year, and they were. Let's be honest. They, they were vulnerable for much of the year. But they played their A game in the wild card round, divisional round, and conference title game. They did not have their A game yesterday, certainly not in the first half. But... They were able to hang around because of that defense. And then in clutch moments, because the great ones do it, and Mahomes is certainly that, you step up and use, in this case, he used his legs a little bit more to make those plays when necessary. And give credit. I mean, we can go all the way around. I mean, Rashi Rice had some big-time plays late. Of course, McCole Hardman and MVS had the two touchdowns. Incredible moments all the way around. But this is absolutely a dynasty. And, you know, you, you thought the outside noise... And the, the hate was insufferable and, and at times as well. Wait wait till now, because now there is even more of a threat to those that oh. believe. And I'm talking about New England in particular. God, they were being such babies yesterday, weren't they? They're they're threatened. That's all it is. Bill Simmons out here firing off tweets before the game was over. Mind you, but oh, Tom Brady scored a touchdown there. When Pat Mahomes drove down the field in under two minutes, to tie the football game, to send it to overtime, and then eventually won it. They're threatened. I get why they're threatened. They should be. And Honestly, look, you should feel very threatened by Patrick Mahomes if you're a Brady fan or a Patriots guy that's like, no one will ever do what we did. Feel threatened. Because he, this man is absolutely doing it. What you mentioned was this team, this is why I think this one is 
been their most impressive. But it's just, they had a lot of things go wrong. They clicked it so few times during this season. And then finally did it in the postseason, right? It was working against Miami. It was cooking against Buffalo. It's working against the Ravens. And then they lost it again for like two and a half quarters against the 49ers. And what do they do? Still won the football game to complete the dynasty. You still couldn't get Mahomes off the field as a Super Bowl champion. Nope. He'll still go to Disney today. He'll still host the parade on Wednesday. You still couldn't stop the man. No, that this is uh, the the comparisons are fitting. And, and for a while, it annoyed people like, hey, stop trying to too early on in his career comparing to Brady or stop trying to compare what the Chiefs are doing to the Patriots. But that, that's exactly the path that they are on. And, and who knows what it ends up being five, ten years from now. But there's just no denying what this group has been able to accomplish. And even when they've lost pieces, and they'll have another offseason where they're likely to, to lose sure. some, some key pieces. But Patrick Mahomes is still there. Andy Reid is still going to be here. Brett Veach, we'll, we'll hear from him. Kling had a chance to catch up. Had a great interview uh, in postgame talking to Brett Veach, who let's not, let's not forget the whole point about dynasty discussion we, we talk about in his historical context that means that you are consistently building championship rosters yes you have Correct. the quarterback which makes your life a hell of a lot easier yeah. but you have to build a championship roster when your quarterback who had the second largest or actually the largest i'm sorry cap hit by a quarterback this year isn't that right the largest cap hit by a quarterback in the nfl yeah it's the first time it, that they, it, first time yeah for them to ever win and, and here you are and you're still a champion He's also one of the few like preseason favorites. We've already said this. Whatever your dumb trend is that uh, works against the Chiefs, you should probably ignore that it relates to Patrick Mahomes. You know how many idiots lost money in Vegas? Big-time gamblers, smart guys, know how to win the cash. Lost money on Mahomes for three consecutive weeks. Dummies just kept going back to the same well. Oh, no, they're not beating Buffalo. Fine. Bet against him. Oh, they're not beating the Ravens. Okay, Sure. Well, they're not being the 49ers. Some oh. idiot's cost himself like $3 million betting against Patrick Mahomes this postseason because he can't help himself. 11-1-1 against the spread as an underdog is Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't Pretty think good. for a whole season, I, I can't think of a time that, a de- that the defense for a team has had not one bad game. I, I don't think yeah. all year long, and to your point, Cody, about this being up there with the best defenses ever, they don't necessarily have you know the I guess the the nicknames or anything like that but but they have a defense that literally did not have one bad game their worst all, game all was season what, the long was that their worst game the Packers and that was 27 points probably so yeah probably so and that was a game in which they lost a couple pieces due to injury in the they never laid an egg once which is I think just crazy and, and uh you know the text line pointing out Mike Pinnell had some big plays. I he mean, did. you go down the line of depth. That's not only the starting 11. Mike Pinnell. Even on a smaller scale, I know it was like one play, but it was a key key uh, second down play, I think it yeah. was. Felix and Udike Uzama had yeah. one one really nice snap. I know it's small, but like that's the type of effort and team effort you need when you're missing a guy like Charles Amenehu, and we all know what you're getting from this secondary, which has been top-notch. The I, I hope that because it occurred on a international stage, not national, international, global stage last night, that going into next season, and I assume and I hope that Snead is back, that Snead and McDuffie will will continue to get their props. They're, they're the two best corners in football, duo-wise. It's not close. Oh, yeah. What they did again yesterday, we'll talk more about uh, the, the comparisons with Ayuk and Debo compared to even what some of the other Chiefs wide receivers did. But Brandon Ayuk, there were some moments where, where we had his, but those were usually times where it wasn't Snead matched up with them. Uh, they, they, can, they shut down in the second half Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel.
it's it's the best. I mean, like you said, it's one of the best combos ever based on what they did this year, right? I watched the same. I mean, look, Goldeneye, I'm, you know, pretty obviously. We get to the airport, sitting in the Uber, waiting to leave the stadium. We just kept scrolling through social media to look for the clips of the stuff we might have missed. In addition to the stuff that we were actually around or near or saw, and one of it was a, like, 90-second highlight reel of the game Trip McDuffie had. And I know I know he still doesn't have – Trip McDuffie's been in the league two years. He's been an all-pro. He has more all-pros than he has interceptions. He doesn't need interceptions, man. He knocked the ball away from big-time wide receivers 700 different times in that game. He was all over their defense. All over it. That duo is what drove this defense, but I, you know, I wouldn't dismiss the defensive line. You had mentioned like Pinnell and all these other. Mike Dana was fifth in the entire game for both teams in pressure rate. He was only behind the names you would expect. Chris Jones was, was one. Carl Loftus was two. Nick Bosa was three. Chase Young somehow was four. That's not the name I would have expected. And then Mike Dana. I just they overcome a lot of this stuff and the dynasty stuff and all that. And yeah, I mean, I just. It's not a team this year. There were plenty of times this year and in that game where I'm like, is it supposed to be? But you and I were still having conversations in the fourth quarter, and I know they didn't end up winning on this drive. You said, what's going to happen here? I was like, he's just going to put it in the end zone. Why? I was like, oh, he's Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. That's why. I don't know why, but one way or the other, it's going to work, and he's going to make that thing happen. And sure enough, it took a little bit longer than that in the game, but he did get the job done. That's the belief that, that – that's the – that's the the part that you when you have Patrick Mahomes and when you and you you mentioned the defensive piece of when you have Patrick Mahomes and you're talking about these games and and now it's four Super Bowls uh, that he's had a ten point deficit he's had a deficit in all of them and he's come back in three of them from ten points two of them against a Kyle Shanahan coach team so in terms of when you're asked about faith and did, when did you think they were going to really lose the game other than just fans being fans if we're being honest with ourselves you're you're, you're just never out of it. Never out of it with Patrick Mahomes, nope. and it, it proved itself to be true yet again yesterday at the in the biggest stage possible. They're down ten, no big deal. They they got up thirteen to ten. They had no business being up thirteen to ten. And no, but <laughs> thank you, muffed punt. Absolutely, that was. I mean, we can go through so many different swings in the, the Chiefs game. Also, yeah, yeah they gave was, it away a couple of yeah, big times too. That was a massive turning point in the game. I, I think clearly the muffed punt that occurred. Um, and, and really kind of changed and swung the building. You know, it was a, it was a pro Niners crowd, but it really swung the, the building at that point. You started to hear uh, the Chiefs fans, uh, and, and from there, the energy level just changed on the Chiefs sideline. We'll continue talking about that, obviously. We're just getting started here on a championship victory red Monday, brought to you by the Xfinity 10G. Get a reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. Coming up next, we will take some of your phone calls. 913-586-7610. What were you thinking last night? What's to this morning and the rest of the week like? The parade coming up on Wednesday and the big controversy and the decision that Kyle Shanahan made in overtime. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because the overtime rule has changed where both teams get the ball, no matter who scores. So, you know, uh, originally you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them for the three, so you know where you got. Or if you stop when they play, all you have to do is kick three. And, and when you hold the three, you're feeling walking off the, off the field knowing the team's coming up. Yeah, no, I... That's the type of trust we have in each other. Um, we get the ball back to any Pat and Brown. Uh, we always feel like there's something they can do in any given moment that they can do in They just did that. That was Chris Jones after the game. He was asked about what was going through his mind when the 49ers decided to take the ball in overtime and not defer. And if you didn't catch the beginning, that was Chris Jones saying, they're crazy. They're crazy. And it was a crazy decision. You and I were talking in about retrospect, this. Yeah. In, in, in the press box when it first happened and going through like the different scenarios of like, why would you like, was there a reason to do what the 49ers did? And we talked about it like, oh, are you trying to put pressure on the other team? No, it was one of the biggest coaching blunders we've seen in a long time. It, it just was. And I think Kyle Shanahan is still a hell of a coach. And I've compared him to what Andy Reid was prior to winning the big one. Uh, and I think that's where he's at. He's younger than Andy, but Everybody knew Andy was a great coach, but he, he couldn't win the big one. And I think that's where we're at with Kyle Shanahan in this league. But that was a terrible decision, man. And we now find out after the fact that his team and him, they didn't know the new rule. They, they just didn't know the, the overtime rules to begin with. You that's cannot lose by giving up a touchdown on the opening drive because you get an opportunity. So why wouldn't you give the ball to Kansas City, make them do something, and then you know what you need and then you know if you need to go for fourth. Because on the flip side, the Chiefs hold them to a field goal. And Kansas City clearly could just get a touchdown and win. They did. And then on the drive, they had to use fourth down. And But they knew going when they were calling their third down plays, they knew that they had two plays to get it. There's something. If Kansas City would add a fourth down on that first series in overtime, they're probably punting. And it's the Niners going down yeah, to, kick, to kick a field goal maybe and win the game. It was a terrible blunder, and you can tell the difference in preparation. This is where Andy Reid and the coaching staff deserves a ton of credit. The players said they worked on this and knew the rules in training camp. In training camp. Meanwhile, Kyle Shanahan's team had no clue. They acknowledged that the team never had a team-wide meeting at some point during the season or camp to go over how it would play out in overtime. I mean, that's inexcusable. And if you didn't do it in camp, that's fine. You might want to do it before the Super Bowl just to refresh everybody's memory. Make sure we're all good. Because playoff overtime is different. Super Bowl overtime could be different. It could be a 10-minute meeting across the board. You 
have to, in all circumstances, in the postseason in which both teams get the ball, defer. You have to defer. The, the option of having to know what they're doing makes so much of a difference. You have to, and Patrick Mahomes said it, Andy said it, Chris Jones said it, like, they're nuts, they're nuts, they're nuts. How could they do this thing? It doesn't make any sense. It was a really bad blunder by Kyle Shannon. But also he had several moments like that. He abandoned Christian McCaffrey for stretches of the game. He, you know, like we just talked about the overtime version of this. He did not do a very good job getting some of his bigger weapons open outside of Christian McCaffrey. It was not his best game. It just wasn't. Listen to Kyle Juszczyk, the the very talented fullback, acknowledging that they didn't know the overtime rules. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and mm. win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it. I all. mean, that's so damning. Good for the Chiefs, but so damning on Kyle Shanahan. How do you let that and, happen? It's inexcusable. I mean, it really is. And unfortunately for Shanahan, it's, it's add this to... You know, the knock people will have on him when he was a coordinator with the Falcons in the 28-3, even though, again, he was the OC of the team that was up 28-3, meaning yeah. he put up 28 points. So I think that always is crazy. But, I mean, you, you just cannot make that decision. You have to know the rules. And this is where we can go through matchups about, oh, do they have the better wide receivers and better tight end or whatever, you know, with any game. The coaching matchups come playoff time do matter. Look at this path for Kansas City. Cody, Sean McDermott made blunders, went away from the running game. Yep. Harbaugh in the AFC title game went away from the running game. In this one, Kyle Shanahan made one of the biggest blunders we've seen in the Super Bowl in a while, not knowing the new rules. And they're not just Super Bowl rules. These are playoff rules, as in they should have known these for their prior two playoff games just in case they went to overtime. And, and the you know the, the one thing that is weird about this whole is actually not the Buffalo Bills helping out the Chiefs. I've seen I don't know why it's fun to like poke fun at the Bills, sure, sure, and say ah oh, the Bills changed the rule. And that was like, two rules and, ago and, with and, the field goal, and it helped Kansas City. That did not come into play last night. Like I get it, I, I love to poke fun at Buffalo as well. But what happened last night had nothing to do with the Bills' rule change from the divisional round against Kansas City. If you guys remember, like Cody said there, that was two rule changes ago. The Bills changed it to where if the Niners would have scored a touchdown on their opening drive, the Chiefs would not have lost the game yet. They would have had an opportunity. Yeah. That was the rule change. Prior to the Bills rule change, if the Niners got the field goal like they did, the Chiefs were always going to get the ball back. So as much as it's fun to say, oh, look, Bills, you changed the rule and it helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. It's just not true. It's not accurate. We'd like to hear from you guys as well today. 913-586-7610. You want to give us a call? Numbers open, 913-586-7610. Your thoughts on the game as well. I don't understand how you miss it. And as the text line correctly pointed out, the strategy on this has already been sorted through. Okay. Oh, you mean like college football? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bingo. In college football, when given the choice between having the ball first or second and overtime, in which they've been doing this for some time, guess what every team chooses? Second, for the same thing we just mentioned, if the team kicks the field goal, you know that's all you need. That's why they make them switch. Even college football understands in multiple overtimes that there is an advantage in going second in that scenario. I think Shanahan just didn't think about it. 
I think Shanahan thought it's overtime. We want the ball. He mad hassled back to his opinion and did not think about what the repercussions of that action might be. And look, if it goes the other way around. Do I think the Chiefs lose? Yeah. I mean, the one fourth down they had to go for, it was like and a half an inch. Andy, I think, would have punted that. Um, I think he would have punted. Uh, I think that one was short enough he goes for it. But you know what? Look, we could. I think you could argue either side, and I wouldn't really fight you. But maybe they win anyway because Patrick Mahomes is great and their defense is great and all those other things. But, I mean, maybe don't leave it to chance that way and instead actually know the rules, sort through the problems, and know what you're supposed to do. I cannot believe... They allowed it go to chance like that. <laughs> it's just nuts well, it just to got me. worse. I mean, live, everybody was questioning it, but you're like, okay, maybe there's a reason here. But as no, we, we, we found out, and you just heard from Kyle Juszczyk, like the fact that they simply just weren't prepared. I mean, that that is where the tr- the tough training camps in August, and even the little little tiny details, like everything is mapped out and planned. That's why that stuff matters. That's why it matters to have experienced coaching. And the best coaching in football. Now, now, I'd like to think, Cody, that even if you're not a type, top five coach in the league, I would like to think you still at least have a good grasp of the rules so your team doesn't get burned by something as is, basic as the rules. But that's exactly what happened to Kyle Shanahan. It is funny that you um, you make the comparison to young Andy Reid. Andy Reid used to do that too. Andy Reid has screwed up things similar to this before. Do you remember... One of his Eagles teams didn't, you know, like didn't know what overtime was. And look, it's all different or whatever. And this happens across the league a little bit. Andy's learned from those things. And now Andy has Patrick Mahomes back him up. Look, there were a couple of calls there in that game where I'm like, I probably would have gone for it. Or the most, I, I would say the most frustrating Andy Reid moment of the entire game yesterday was Patrick Mahomes looked at the way the defense was aligned on third and one, called a timeout, said, that ain't going to work, and then went back and ran the identical play right up the middle against the 49ers defense in which they got stopped and had to punt. And I was like, what are you doing? How did you not change the play call? Patrick just told you it won't work. And they just went back, and they're like, nah, it's going to work. Ah, we're going to do it. And, and Pacheco got shut down. Like, people can make it, but nowhere close to this overtime call. 913-586-7610. I, I, again, I, we welcome your calls and, and welcome the text. I I don't get this one. I just, someone explain this more to me. Someone says, I'm sure Shanahan knows the rules. He just made a stupid decision. It's not important for the players to know the rules on overtime. What? What? what, Clearly that, have we not seen the, kind of think they should know those, the discrepancy between the chief's knowledge of it and how it's something they plan for and were prepared for. Chris Jones even went on to say that if the Niners would have got a touchdown, Cody on their opening drive, the chiefs already had known Going in, they were going to go for two. That's according to Chris Jones. So I actually do think being prepared with what your plan is going to be so nobody's caught off guard in overtime, I, I'm sorry, I, I do think that matters. Like, hey, we already know what we're doing. Why wouldn't you want to know that? Why wouldn't, your, why wouldn't you want your team to know that? That's a, that's a, that's a bullet point in a meeting. There's yeah. not, you know, like, I understand maybe it's not like the key emphasis between your game plan and not your game plan. There's no way that that's not at least a conversation. 913-586-7610. Let's go to the phones here. John, you're first up on Cody and Gold on a championship Monday. Hey, guys. Good show. Great game. Thanks. A couple points first, and let me preface this by saying that was a terrible mistake by not deferring in overtime, but 
two things that were brought up that were interesting to make it not such a stupid decision, right? Still a bad one, but not yeah. as bad. Tony Romo said right, their their defense was gassed because of the last drive. So perhaps their defense was just not rested enough to go out there again. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But here's the question for you. If the Chiefs, if they stop the Chiefs and the Chiefs have to kick a field goal, doesn't that give San Francisco a chance to have a two-for-one and win the game on the next possession? Sure, but boy, that's that's playing the long game. That's the only time in which in overtime you would get the advantage, right? Is if both teams happen to go down and both teams happen to score, then sure. You're in a sudden death situation, and if you score, you win. But, I mean, you're playing out yeah. multiple possessions in that case. Yeah, thanks for the call, John. 913-586-766. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for if, if you believe your defense is gassed. I guess I don't know why you would in particular uh, look at the, the Chiefs and what Patrick Mahomes was doing as well. And, and I, I know prior to the game, it seemed like they were holding the Chiefs to field goals whenever they wanted but prior to overtime, that last drive when Kansas City moved the ball, the only reason why they got a field goal there is because they ran out of time. My point being is that they were moving the ball. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the time situation there, don't you believe Kansas City's punching in the end zone? That big completion of Travis Kelsey, it wasn't because it was fourth down. It's because they ran out of time. My point, yeah, correct. Like they, they, they were starting to move the ball. Patrick Mahomes was starting to look like Patrick Mahomes. And so I get the scenario of someone wants to argue that, well, if you would have held Kansas City to a field goal, then you're, you're in a position to where or not to not even scoring, I'm sorry, then then you win with the field goal. But I, I don't know, man, if you're if you're looking at what Patrick Mahomes was starting to do towards the end of that fourth quarter, did you really feel confident you were keeping them out of the end zone? Or keeping at least off the board period? No. Not based on the way that they were performing. In like that game. playing for sudden death third possession. Like it's definitely the long game. I'll be fascinated, guys, just to see what happens multiple years from now. Like what 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 are the other coaches gonna do in that spot? What what will other they're coaches do? It's pretty, it's, it's pretty clear that it, they're going to defer. We know the answer what the Chiefs would have done if they had the same choice, not what the 49ers did. Correct. Which I don't think is unimportant in this conversation when you consider where these things are going. Like I, it just doesn't make sense. Like I understand that there's other ways to do it, but who cares? Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> this is how I should feel. Thanks, Kyle Shanahan. Cool guy. Great move, super helpful for the Chiefs Super Bowl chances, and then later capping off the Super Bowl win. So, fine by me. 913-586-7610. Let's go out to Josh. Josh, you're on Cody and Gold. Hey, what's up, guys? Shout out to you guys for not sleeping. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, we, I thought about uh, doing it on the plane, man, but I can't sleep on a plane. Hey, they just won the Super Bowl, man. We're, uh, we're, we're, living, we're living the good life, so uh, we're not going to complain. The only thing that would have made it better is if you guys did a show from the airplane. <laughs> hey, but, uh, can I just can tell you, you uh, I don't know if I should mention this or not. Let's just say the airline we were flying, we're, we're just happy to get here safely, okay? <laughs> Do you think that $13 Wi-Fi would have gotten the job done? Gold? I, don't, I don't know. I don't believe so. No. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have happened. I mean, when you got to pay $4 just to have a glass of water on, on that flight, I don't think we're going to have a, a stable connection. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> all of 610 good, great. I mean, think up until like 2 a.m. I was it, listening because I couldn't sleep. I moved to Iowa like two years ago, so right in the midst of big things, I don't get the, the feel of Kansas City. But anyways, three things I wanted to talk about was, one, uh, Butker, what a year, man. Hitting two huge field goals from 50-plus in the Super Bowl. I mean, how crazy was that? 
And then the defense, I mean, they just I saw Dan Orzlowski said that uh, the teams they played in the postseason were averaging like 28 points per game, and they averaged 15 in the playoffs. I mean, with Mahomes and that defense, you got to believe they're going to win. And then the third thing is, I know you guys are all about unit size on this show. The unit <laughs> size of Mahomes and Andy to not call a timeout there. I'm screaming at the TV to call a timeout. But my one question on that is, if they don't score there, does the new quarter start? I think Gold talks, talked about that earlier, but I didn't quite hear it. So I wasn't sure about it on that one. Hey, Josh, appreciate the, the kind words about 610 and, and appreciate you listening to the show. That sequence, uh, you referenced it as well, Cody, just about they, the time. The and, play would have just continued. Yeah, it would have. It would have been, uh, there would still eventually have been time going into play, but not until after the, the drive. In the, the overtime rules, the Chiefs' drive could have lasted 13 minutes. It wouldn't have mattered. It w- they had an opportunity until they would have turned the ball over or turnover on downs or, or whatever the result was. If Correct. they would have only got a field goal, then that's why they have the clock. For those saying, well, then why even have an overtime clock? Well, if Kansas Fair. City ties it, and there had been three seconds left in the overtime period, they would have, they would have, time would, time would actually matter because in the next possession, you would still need to have something. I, I get in the Super Bowl, you, it doesn't matter as much um, as a normal setting, but there, you still have to have some sequence of time because what, let's say both overtime periods would have started and the Niners would have got nothing and then the Chiefs would have got nothing. Right? What happens then? Yeah. Well, and that's why I understand this idea, but it's also just like you're used to it, so you tick a clock. We've talked a lot about the defense and Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to talk even more about Patrick Mahomes, who, even after a slow start, finished the game Mm. with 400 total yards and a couple of touchdowns to get it. But the special teams had a massive impact on this game because they got the fumble recovery, obviously, that led to the touchdown. Harrison Butker was absolutely nails. And Tommy Townsend averaged the highest punt yardage per game in NFL history. And Chanel blocked an extra point which meant they only needed a field goal to tie it late in the game. The special teams, massive, massive, massive swing for the Chiefs. To Harrison Butker's season, he finished the season 44 of 46 on field goals. And remember when I had said, the man doesn't miss, and then Drew brought it back up, and we were all deciding who to blame. Don't need to blame anybody. He was perfect. 15 on 15 in field goals of 40-plus yards this season. 7 of 7 for field goals over 50 yards. He was perfect. 46 for 46 from extra points. He made two 50-plus yard field goals in the Super Bowl, and he has the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. So, yeah, a pretty good year for Harrison Butker. Yeah, he's, he's the best kicker in football. Justin Tucker is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Justin Tucker's had an unbelievable career. Doesn't right, right Justin now, Tucker right. have to, like, win something, make a significant kick in a significant you game? You don't think he's going to have in the Hall of Fame? In order to – I think I think to be a kicker to make the Hall of Fame, you have to do something significant in the postseason once. Like, you have to be vindicated. You have to make an important kick. He's never made an important kick. He just made a bunch of regular kicks. <laughs> regular season games. Maybe, like, wild card round games. Hell, Harrison Butker's I mean, made more important kicks. I think he's still the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Harrison Butker's second, and he's got Super Bowl rings, at least. Right, right this second, Butker is the better kicker. But I, I think career-wise, I've, like to downplay Justin Tucker, I understand we're I'm in Kansas City. I'm just saying it's hard to get in as a kicker. Because um, someone asked if if Harrison Butker will be a Hall of Famer. It's extremely difficult just because what we we looked up. I mean, you're, you're talking about one or two other kickers, something like that. that this helps his case, I guess, at least. Yeah, one, I mean, one's like George it, Blanda. It certainly whatever, helps his also, case, but he's going to have to do it for much longer. Yeah. I think a lot of he, times, and look, I'm not he's saying been, He's been fantastic. But uh, Justin Tucker is absolutely going to make the Hall of Fame. 
I have, I, I, I feel very confident in that. Butker's got more work to do. He's been incredible. Right now, though, Harrison Butker is the best kicker in football. He, I was hoping that he was going to get MVP. If the game would have ended, to your point, we were talking in the bullpen, if the, if the Chiefs kick a field goal and they go into second OT and then Harrison Butker wins it or say, you know, the Niners have to punt and then Bucker kicks the game winner. Harrison Bucker is the, the MVP of that game. There are some people in this world that had some long shot bets on Harrison Bucker and they thought they were about to get rich. I think it was a reminder, rich, though, of how, why it's hundred awesome. Why it's 140 to one for a kicker to win MVP. I mean, yeah. we, we saw that play out. He was oh, sensational last night. It was even that would seem to be that close. But you needed a specific circumstance for him to win. There's a, that's why Bucker was 140 to one. They te- he teased you, though, or I mean, the way the game script went, you know, teased you a little bit with it. Ultimately, uh, it turns out quarterbacks are the reason why you usually win Super Bowls and why they, they tend to end up being MVPs. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, a very well-deserved MVP as he is doing his morning press conference the morning after the Super Bowl party and all that, uh, where he has to get up at what time is it out there? 8.52 in the morning. and uh, He looks hungover, man. Well, as he should. As he should. Oh, that's fine. Well, you think you think you and I look great today on video? Are you kidding me? Uh, and he's been drinking a lot more than us. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I I spent mine over the weekend, but yeah. No, I don't blame him. That's fine. He he should live his life. Actually, <laughs> I kind of like it. His voice is always gone. His eyes always look baggy. He hasn't even made it to Disney yet, and then he's got to do the parade tomorrow. This is such an insanely busy run for him. Every time he does it. He's the first time to win back-to-back Super Bowl MVP since, like, Bradshaw or whatever the hell. And now he's one of five quarterbacks, because we'll talk about him in a minute. But, I mean, the category of player he's always put himself in, uh, it separates himself from the masses. What do you think he did to, to stay awake? I know what I did. I drank a, like, quadruple shot of espresso. And just moved on with my life. You're drinking a Red Bull. I've never even seen you drink. I never drink drink energy drinks. We've been doing this show for five years. I've never seen you drink a single energy (laughs) drink. I don't. I don't drink coffee. I don't do energy drinks. I try to avoid both. Um, But this is unique circumstance today. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. The lady at Starbucks. So I went to the Starbucks right near our station here. I had already consumed some tea. But I was like, that's not going to be enough caffeine. I need, like, more. (laughs) So I went to Starbucks. And I ordered an Americano. An Americano, just so you know, has two shots of espresso. So I said, hey, I'd like an Americano, but I want I want double the espresso. And she says, no, it already comes with a double shot. I'm like, oh, no, you're misunderstanding. I want four shots of espresso. She's And she looked at me as if she was like my physician and was like almost borderline like, I wouldn't recommend that. I'm <laughs> like, nah, I'm going to need four. Are you shaking yet? So just, no, I feel good. Uh, I mean, I feel awake, which is nice. I don't know how long this caffeine high will last. Just three more hours. Um, well, that's all I needed to last. But she, like, almost seemed disappointing. And then the kid who was making the drink, it was even funnier. He's making the drink. He's like, hey, so did you watch the game last night? First, asking that of the Super Bowl of anyone is kind of like, yeah, probably. And I said, oh, I was actually at the game. And this seemed to really confuse him because it's Monday morning and I'm here. And he's like, What? What do you mean? I was like, oh, yeah, I was at the game. I just flew back on a red eye, hence the need for the coffee. And he was, and he just still seemed confused. And he's like, well, that's awesome then, I guess. And then that's what we did. He was very nice. You're just going to drink one Red Bull? Is that going to be enough for you? We'll see. Yeah. I feel, I actually feel decent. It, I feel all right. Again, how can you not? I keep saying this over and over, but like, if they would have lost last night, okay, it's a whole different. They won. How can, how can you feel bad today? 
Oh, how I don't feel like, bad. How can you feel tired? Oh, like, it's different. I, you can feel tired, but like in general, you're, everybody in Kansas City's running off of adrenaline today. This is the golden era of Chiefs football. We have a team in this town that everybody hates nationally for the most part, that everybody wants to Sweet. be. And our quarterback here in Kansas City is 28 years old. And we're going to talk more about him and the legacy and the case for Patrick Mahomes moving forward. Plus, one incident that I think would have been a much bigger deal had the Chiefs have lost next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.